0: Welcome to Politically Enraged, The Lefty's Refuge. Politically Enraged is a podcast purpose built to discuss British and international disunity in political spaces, talk through ideas, introduce you to amazing people, and fight back against authoritarianism. My name is David Moo, I'm your host, and I hope you'll stick with us. Follow our Twitter at Political Rages. find us on Instagram and Coffee at Politically Enraged, and let's speak truth to power. And welcome to Political Enraged, the lefties' refuge. And refuge is exactly what it looks like we're going to need at the moment, because uh, it looks like the shit is hitting the proverbial fan, if you ask me. I don't know if you're all aware of what's going on in the US, and I try very hard to stay out of US politics normally, because I try to focus on UK politics, because the world is clusterfucky enough. But thanks to the machinations of the orange fuckwit Donald Trump, it looks like he's stacked the courts enough that there's the potential that Roe v. Wade will be overturned. And if you don't know what Roe versus Wade did, it is one of the seminal cases, which means that abortion healthcare access was legalised in the majority of the US. Overturning this court case would illegalize abortion in over half of US states immediately. And that would be a full-on disaster. I've been doing research, and you will hear the pages turning as I read everything out. Expert studies say that pregnancy-related deaths are already at 700 people a year in the US. So 700 people will die of complications related to pregnancy. And if you legalize abortion, that will rise by 20% approximately. So that's 840 people a year that are going to die because they will be forced to carry children to term. So not only this supposed baby that's just waiting to come out in there, but the person that's carrying it too. Does that make sense to you? It doesn't make sense to me additionally since it's been outed all over the internet lots of people are giving their stories away about it i did read one woman who unfortunately i can't find her handle who was talking about the fact that her sister and her sister's fiance killed themselves because they knew that they wouldn't be able to afford to bring a child into the world so that's not only precious baby whatever the fuck its name would have been but two adult human beings but the best thing is I actually read two of the studies. There were five, but I could only read two before I made this episode. And what I noticed was something interesting. Neither of those studies accounted for the people that are going to die by seeking backstreet abortions. One of the most interesting studies that comes out every single time you read about abortion, without a doubt proves that illegalizing abortion does not stop people needing abortion does not stop people seeking abortion it stops people accessing safe abortions which means that they are at increased risk of death themselves but it seems like american lawmakers know this and just don't care because apparently an unborn clump of cells is literally more important than a grown-ass woman's life or the life of anyone who is able to carry a pregnancy it makes no sense and that's not by the way just to be gender inclusive that's to point out that in the us there have been cases of 14 year olds being forced to carry pregnancies to term there have been cases of victims of familial rape being forced to carry a child into the world because oh you can't punish the fetus it's not punishing a fetus let me let me tell you a little story. When my mother was pregnant with me she was weighing up whether they would be able to afford to have another child and they didn't think they could because life was tough back then we're kind of in that stage again right now thanks cost of living crisis my mum changed her mind in the abortion place she was like you know what actually i'm not doing this i'm sure we'll figure out a way to cope do you think i'd have known or cared if she'd have gone through with it i wouldn't be here What would have been the issue? I just wouldn't have existed. Does that matter? Have I made a huge impact on the world? Do I change things in such a fundamental way that the world wouldn't have just flown around my non-existence as if it didn't matter? I didn't know. I didn't care. I was a clump of cells slowly dividing inside of my mother at the time. It doesn't matter. Looking back on it now, I just kind of go, and so what? It's not a big deal. If that would have been better for my family then so be it. I would never have known because I wouldn't have existed. It's really not a big fucking deal. The charitable part of me likes to say, oh, you know, these people don't understand what pregnancy does to people's bodies. From things like anemia, diabetes, depression, psychosis, infections, serious sickness, placental abruption, thinning bones, tooth decay, thinning hair, long-term mental and physical health conditions that can persist for the rest of that person's life. That is what you are sentencing people to when you illegalize abortion. But people don't care. And if you want abject proof that these lawmakers do not know what they are asking people to go through, look at Missouri where they tried to pass a law which banned people from seeking abortions for ectopic pregnancies. An ectopic pregnancy, 100% of the time, cannot turn into an actual pregnancy. It can never result in a baby being born. It is a dud pregnancy. It is a medical condition. And they are almost always fatal to the people that carry them. They will almost always kill the person who is carrying them. And Missouri tried to ban people from seeking health care to deal with that. That is quite literally a medical condition. It is not even related to a pregnancy. Ultimately, the people that make these laws do not seem to understand fundamentally what they are asking people to go through to carry a pregnancy, even regardless of the end result of going into labor and giving birth. They don't seem to understand the strain on your body to carry a fetus. It drains away your blood, it drains away your calcium, it changes your mood and your hormones, it fundamentally changes your body. From everything from stretch marks to changing your hormonal levels and leaving you with serious conditions, it is essentially a parasite. It is not an organism, it is just a thing. It slowly becomes, but until the point where it becomes, it is just a nothing, a blob, a speck. I'm sorry, but it doesn't matter. Or it does matter dependent on the feeling of the person that is carrying it. It is up to you. And the biggest problem that these laws and these, like, feelings before facts, ridiculous bullshit arguments never seem to take into account is that that right there is the problem. It is up to the person who has to create that life as to decide whether they want to. It's not the act of having sex that creates a baby. It is the ongoing gestation inside of someone's body. That thing will not become a baby, a child, whatever, if it does not have that body. And it is that body's choice as to whether they want to do that. Imagine asking a man, imagine asking a person, or just... Just sacrifice the next nine months of your life, your physical health, your energy, to create something, and then spend the next 16 to 18 years looking after the result. Oh, let me guess. Well, we don't actually. If they don't want that child, they can put it into care. Have you heard about the US care system? Looking at some statistics right now, one in seven children in the care system in the US have been assaulted. Or experienced some form of neglect. But neglect goes deeper than actively wanting to harm a child. Neglect can also come from a complete inability to be able to care for another human being. Whether that's because you're too young. Whether it's because you're too poor. Whether it's because you're too busy. You should be allowed to make the choice as to whether you are capable of doing that. Imagine someone coming up to you in the street handing you a child and going take care of it and then disappearing do you think you'd be able to do it what about if you turned around to people and said i I can't what am i meant to do i can't do this you go to the police and they're like we can't do anything you go to a hospital baby's fine we've got to take care of it imagine that just overnight but we think it's okay because we give them nine months of being ill and tired and exhausted and their body's changing We think it's okay because we give them that to prepare to take care of a child. It's nonsense. Two things I think should happen if they overturn Wade versus Roe. Men have to carry the child for the first nine months after it's been forced to be born. Or, I mean, it's the age of technology, 2022. Why don't we make it so that men feel every last fucking thing that the person that's carrying the baby do? Why don't we do that? I think that would be a fantastic idea. Every single contraction, every bit of nausea, every bit of no sleep, anemia, discomfort, Braxton Hicks. Then the agony of giving birth. Let's see how the person that creates the pregnancy does when they have to experience every fucking bit of it themselves. But we can't do that because cis men are never going to understand what it's like to carry a pregnancy. But what they can do, of course, is capitalize on being forced to carry pregnancies. Here is a list created by Nandoodles on Twitter of men that are going to capitalise off of turning in women who are desperately seeking abortions using an app called Safegraph tracking data. Oren Hoffman, Brian O'Kelly, Joe Zawadsky, Rick Irwin, Matt Kieser, Mike Derizin, Todd Sechedose, Don Rappaport, and Ari Trasdal. All of those men are involved somehow in Safegraph and they are going to use the information from the app to shop women who are seeking access to safe abortions. Tell me why that makes sense. Tell me how it is that not only can men easily force pregnancy on people that can get pregnant, force them to go through it and then capitalize on it if they don't. The amount of money it costs people just to be pregnant, just to go through a pregnancy, then to give birth, then all of the resultant stuff afterwards. It is insane. I do not understand how it can be seen that people should be forced to go through these things. When it comes down to it, there is absolutely no comparison to be made between anything that a man goes through and anything that women or people that carry pregnancies can go through when it comes to pregnancy. There is nothing... Nothing that would make someone that cannot carry a pregnancy understand. And the funniest part of it is we've just been through a pandemic where for months on end we were told don't go outside, don't do this, don't do that. We had restrictions put on our lives to protect other people. And so many of the people that are cheering the overturning of this legislation are the same people that were saying, you can't restrict me, you can't stop me living my life, and they will that on people that are going to have to carry pregnancies. It changes their life, it stops them from going out, it stops them from being near people who carry disease, it stops them from living their lives. Why is it that you feel that your life should not be restricted under any circumstances whatsoever, but you will cheerfully force that onto somebody else? You will make them go through a medical condition which is tiring, debilitating, dangerous. But you will never understand what that's like. And let's look at the ethics of the idea of ending pregnancy if you do believe that life starts at conception. If you don't feel pain, if you have no potential to lose because you are nothing you are just inside another human being doing nothing what exactly is it that we're losing out on the potential so what there if it makes you feel better imagine that all those babies that are getting aborted are lgbtqia plus because you don't fucking seem to care about our lives you don't seem to care about people of color's lives and you certainly don't seem to care about women's lives so imagine that these poor babies that are getting aborted are a combination of those things. And then surely you'll be happy because it means less of us, right? Another thing that I saw on Twitter was a woman who talked about the death of her sister and her sister's boyfriend. Because her sister had gotten pregnant and it was before Weird vs. Roe, which meant she would have been forced to carry a child into this world. And her and her boyfriend couldn't afford it. So they hid their plans from everyone and they killed themselves. The most ridiculous part of all of this, though, is that making abortion illegal doesn't stop people needing it, seeking it, and finding it. It just increases the risk of their lives. And this is the part that confuses me the most. It seems to me that conservatives, right-wingers, whoever it is, they all seem to value the potential of a life that could be, more than the actual life in front of them and that's indicative of everything they don't want to ban guns because they might need to protect themselves but they don't worry about the very real mass shootings that occur all the time they don't worry about the people who accidentally blow their brother's heads off all the time that doesn't matter to them because they might they might need to protect themselves and they might need to protect this life because it might grow up into a good person But again, it might also grow up into someone that you absolutely fucking detest. So I don't really understand the logic there, but I also don't understand right-wing logic because I actually think that that's a myth. But now I'd like to fold in something else I find really interesting because you see, there's a big parallel between certain types of far-right activist and abortion rights. If you look at The fact that we are Turf Island over here, it seems like all of the anti-trans people are far too busy tweeting about how trans women aren't real women to talk about the fact that women's rights are being eroded all across America. Julie Bindle decided to tweet angrily that we've done more for women's rights over in countries that aren't pro-forced birth. Yeah, hating trans people actually hasn't done a whole lot for women's rights. J.K. Rowling hasn't even acknowledged it. She's been too busy retweeting people that agree with her ridiculous stances. And Maya Forstarter retweeted someone that put, "People are going to be forced to give birth with just the word women." So don't tell me that these people are interested in fighting for women's rights, bodily autonomy. They're only interested in the ridiculous anti-transcribe, and that's all they care about. They don't care about women's actual rights because this is women's actual rights being broad backwards by people who support them. Some of the lawyers who have stood with these transphobes in their court cases are the very lawyers who are endorsing the rollback of women's rights. Meanwhile, if you look at any prominent transgender person's page, this is all they're talking about. India Willoughby has been tweeting stats about how dangerous it is to force people to carry pregnancies. Katie Montgomery has been trying to get people together to fight against this abortion ban. Every single trans account that I look at is saying that this is disgusting, that it's an invasion of people's bodily autonomy, that it's unfair to force people to carry pregnancies, to be unable to look after themselves with important aspects of healthcare. So where are all these champions of women's rights? Oh, that's right. They're doing the hashtag Ladies Who Lunch. Because this was never about women's bodily autonomy. It was about the lack of bodily autonomy for trans people and the fact that they don't want to share bathrooms with them. They're so desperate to ostracise transgender people that they are quite literally circumventing their own rights and cheering it on. Out there right now are scared people carrying pregnancies they don't want, that they know that they won't be able to take care of, or that's making them desperately sick and they need to get rid of. And no one will allow it in America if this law is overturned. People are going to die and they don't need to. And this is the most insane thing. You choose the fomenting of a life that could be over an actual life that exists in front of you. I don't understand how you could do that, how you can turn to someone and say your life matters less than the potential of life that you carry inside of you. Pregnancy is a biological process and it can be stopped and sometimes it has to be for the benefit of the person that carries it. And if you're going to take that away, if you're going to stop people from having that avenue, all you are saying is, I don't care about your life as much as the potential one that you carry. And to me, that's pretty fucking sick. And it speaks very much to how unrespected women are in a country that will allow them to die for the potential of someone that they might end up creating. Ultimately, the main thing to remember when you listen to this is that you have the power not only if you're a woman or a person that carries pregnancies or whoever else that listens to this if you are a person in that country and you believe in the american dream of freedom then you should support access to safe abortions for people because if they don't have it they are never truly free because they can never do what they want to do with their body and that is the ultimate lack of freedom Support pregnant people. Write to your local senator. Do whatever the hell it is you have to do to get involved in this. And let them know that if this legislation is overturned, you will see America as lost and it will fall to its knees. Because that is the only way that America is going to retain any sense of semblance as a democracy. And not just as a giant pen for pregnant women to be forced to give birth in. Thanks for listening to Politically Enraged, a podcast designed to discuss politics palatably. If you're interested in following us on social media, you can find me at Davy Moo pretty much everywhere. And you can also find us on Instagram at Politically Enraged, where you can see the blog. You can find us on Kofi, in case you'd like to caffeinate me. And you can find us on Twitter at Political Rages. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, stay politically engaged and get politically enraged. Because remember, we deserve better.